Welcome to Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we will be talking about the origins of Sailor Moon. But first off, we should probably introduce ourselves, seeing as how this is our inaugural episode. So, we're best friends. We have been for half our lives now. Pretty much half our lives. Yeah. Yes. Um, one of our... Pretty much one of our foundational bonding things is Sailor Moon. Um, so we met in high school. We went to anime club. It was basically just like, what's your favorite? And the answer is Sailor Moon. <laughs> Always Sailor Always Moon. Sailor Moon. <laughs> um, it's just, it's wonderful. It's perfect in all of its imperfections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how were you introduced to Sailor Moon, Kim? When I was introduced to Sailor Moon, it's, uh, let's see. I started with the anime because it started to premiere on TV. And, uh, then I discovered the manga actually pretty quickly overall. Um, but it was on TV and I just ate it up. My first exposure was, you know, the, the American dub. I think it started on Fox. Really? Um, I think so. Because it didn't start on... Uh, like, later it moved to Cartoon Network, right? Yeah. But it started on a different channel. I know I had caught it on the the other channel. Um, and then... Uh, then it switched over eventually. Right. But yeah. I do remember yeah, I, I've, that. I've been there... <laughs> Yeah, I've been there from the early days when it premiered on TV, and, um, good stuff. Uh, that was one of my early, one of my, not my first exposure to anime, but one of my earliest exposures to anime. For sure. Um, for me, you're right, I do remember that it premiered on, I guess, regular network TV, but it, Mm -hmm. it changed its air times really frequently, um, so yeah. I know that at one point as a small child, um, I woke myself up at like five, five thirty in the morning because that's when Sailor Moon was on and it was, v- I could not watch the episode because I was so sleepy, but I was like, but I want to watch Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I think, right? I think really my first exposure to Sailor Moon were for commercials for the dolls. Oh, yeah, really? I think so. Because it was just like, here's something for girls. And it was like the first, because like I was super into Batman and X-Men and all of that stuff. But like, that's largely aimed at boys. I mean, it's for everyone. But, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, I guess I like more. But who it's advertised Exactly. Towards. So Sailor Moon was like the first thing that was just like, this is for girls. But it's not like pretty princesses and like dressing up and being pretty and you know that sort of which i mean let's face it that's that that is also everything that's so which is yeah but it's also like but they transform and beat up bad guys and save the world which is something that obviously yeah i really liked (laughs) right um but yeah because like as a as a girl you do like pretty things you do like dress Mm -hmm. up you do like princesses but you don't like just that sometimes you like you know awesomeness fighting action right and 
it was I think too just as a kid because so many so much of like what I liked I had to share with my brothers Sailor Moon was because mm-hmm. it was so targeted at girls it was like okay this is my thing and they don't I don't have to share this with them yeah, yeah. with with my brother um we didn't have one of those households where there was like girls do this and boys do this and I don't want to see my son playing with dolls. You don't. You know. Could you imagine my dad saying that? I can't imagine him ever I saying that can. in all seriousness. Yeah. Um. So my brother and I, we liked a lot of the same stuff growing up. I was into quote unquote boy stuff. He was into quote unquote girl stuff. Um. So that was actually something my brother and I enjoyed together. Uh, and like I would purchase the manga because it was mine, and right. um, and he would read it, like every time I'd read it first, hand it off to my brother. He'd read it second. You know, we'd we'd be into it. <laughs> oh yeah, I did eventually get to share my love of Sailor Moon with my younger brother, but like weirdly, like my parents didn't reinforce gender stereotypes. It was mostly my older brother that was just like, "This is for boys. This is for girls. Mm. Um, and you're not cool if you like girly stuff. It doesn't matter if you're a girl." <laughs> Very, very weird looking back on it. Yeah. It is really weird. Um, I, I Sometimes it's just the age group, because my nephew's in fourth grade right now, and there's, like, a good handful of boys that are have that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, little Kenny does not. Oh, Little Kenny is getting into Sailor Moon. Little Kenny is my nine-year-old nephew. He's starting to get into Sailor Moon now. Just on his own he started looking up the anime and he's watching i think he's watching it dubbed because he's like well i mean he's nine (laughs) it's easier to watch it dubbed. i mean i'm sorry no i take that back he's watching it subbed. oh (laughs) yeah no he's been watching subbed anime he's been watching sailor moon he's been watching madoka magica is he is not old enough to watch madoka he's no he's not (laughs) (laughs) well but you know what? At least it's getting him to read. I guess. I mean, parenting choices aside, uh, when it comes to what Sailor Moon means to you, what did it mean for you? What did it mean to you as a child? And what does it mean to you as an adult? Oh, man. Um, as a child, it really meant a lot to me, uh, especially because uh, I have... I have pretty severe um, attention deficit disorder, ADHD, and uh, because Usagi is ditzy and she's forgetful and she's bumbling all the time, uh, and yet she's still she's still competent and she's still very valuable to her friends. I very much identified with Usagi. I read her as an ADD girl, like me. Mm-hmm. So I identified with that character. I loved seeing her friends. I love seeing a show that had such a variety of different personalities for girls, because it's like, there's so many things that are so superficial. Girls, we can do anything. We can be anything. Let's go shopping. Um, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it 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 showed you can do any. You can be yourself and do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be girly and powerful. Mm-hmm. 
and I I just you, you could I, I just love that I love that message I soaked it up I loved the emphasis on love and compassion mm-hmm. over you know vengeance and um, and uh, you know those more aggressive traits mm-hmm. you know it's just like no love is powerful compassion is powerful but you also gotta fight for things so I don't know I probably read way more into it than necessary but I mean I loved it yeah so <laughs> but what about like as an adult how does it affect you now as an adult I still see those messages in it you mm-hmm. know and it's I love uh, looking back at it, I love... I still read her as an ADHD girl. Oh, yeah. That totally tracks. <laughs> yeah. I still have that read. I I love the way it's continued on to the new generations. Because even though there's a lot of... There's a lot of magical girls now. I know it wasn't the first magical girl, but... I mean, that genre would not be what it is now without Sailor Moon. Yeah. Um, so... To me now, it's it's kind of a comfort to me to see it, and I still it's it's like going back and visiting the best part of my childhood is when I get to see Sailor Moon, new iterations of Sailor Moon. Um, maybe that's why it's so upsetting when it doesn't go well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but these are my friends. What did you do to them? Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> so. How about you? What did Sailor Moon mean to you when you were uh, a child? As a kid, like, I don't... It's harder to understand, like, because, like, as a small, small kid, um, I think it was just, Mm -hmm. like, this is something that's all mine, which is something that, like, I mean, growing up in a first-generation immigrant household, it's just kind of, like, everything is everybody's, just because, like, a lot of the times there wasn't enough to go around. The older we got, the more financially stable we became, so, like... But, like, as a kid, you know, you just want something that's yours. You don't want to have to share it with your siblings. Um, And a lot of the times that wasn't the case. But because my brothers didn't have an interest in Sailor Moon, it was something that was just mine. Right. Um, But as, like, a preteen teenager, when I first found the manga in the library, I was just like, oh, there's so much more to this. Oh, my goodness. And that was, like, the gateway to anime and really just friendships in general in high school um that was how I made a lot of friends was just like do you like Sailor Moon and the answer was yes and it's just like okay well we're friends now um whereas before I had a really difficult time making friends and so um Sailor Moon was just it was girly and it was something that like a lot of boys would deride and it's just kind of like that's just because you haven't read it or watched it or, like, tried to understand it. You just see girls in skirts, and you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, Goku could, could, could defeat her. And it's just like, one moon princess relation. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay, Goku would not fight Usagi, no. though. Goku would sit down and... Goku let... and Usagi would go to a buffet together. Oh my god, yeah. they would. And Goku, uh, Goku would out-eat her. Oh, 100%. But they'd both have a great time. Oh, 100%. Like, they would literally <laughs> just go out to eat and get Mamoru to pay for it all. 
Like, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, I need to draw yeah. that now. But as an adult, it's it's come to mean a lot more to me. I think it's just because like I've had more time to kind of take a look at myself and um mm-hmm. and kind of like the foundational media that helped shape me as a person. And Sailor Moon Right. A lot like I love Star Trek and a lot of people think I love Star Trek the most and it's just like no, what you think the attachment you think I have to Star Trek is actually what I have for Sailor Moon. Like, if I had the money and the access, I would buy literally everything Sailor Moon really. <laughs> um, right. Because I, I, it has that variety was, and it has oh, sorry. those, tr- and it, you know, there's aspects of tropes within Sailor Moon, but it's not tropey. I mean, a lot of things that kind of model after Sailor Moon um, do fall into, like, trope, 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 this is that trope character, this is this trope character, um, but all the characters are actually really complex and have different backstories, and even if they're not fully fleshed out, it's still something that you can think about, you know, you can find the, right. the senshi that appeals to you. Yeah. Right, yeah, and I think one thing, um, one thing you see in anime now is uh, it it is very formulaic, mm-hmm. and of course Sailor Moon is this monster of the week anime, but when it's an anime, but when it comes to the characters' personalities, they don't fit cleanly into the typical anime personalities, the the character types, because you know they they've actually there's all these names for character types now now like Cinder, Moe. You know, all those, there's a whole list of right. them. And I, I, I mean, you can maybe argue some of the characters fit into those a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you might be able to argue that anime version of Rei is somewhat of a Cinderella, but not really. No. You know? No. I think, or you might I argue think the interesting that, like, thing is that they're kind of, like, when... The- the characters are newly introduced. They're introduced as a trope. Like Sailor Mercury, it's just like, she's the girl genius, and, you know, you expect her to be cold and calculating, and she's not, you know. Yeah. She's super sweet. She's She's a little bit quiet. Yeah, she's sweet, she's quiet, she's she's a bit shy, she's very intense when it comes to studying, and love letters give her Mm -hmm. hives. I, I wish that carried over to the anime a little bit more, but it's so cute in the I manga. Know. <laughs> I really, you know, it's just like, it's just kind of like, here's a category that you can put this character in, but actually, she's bigger than that. And that's, that's something right. that, that's not very obvious until you really sit down and think about it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I really do like, um... They introduce them, and then they all get a good level of depth mm-hmm. um, throughout the anime. The manga is a little bit shorter. They spend a little bit less time with a lot of the characters, but yeah. um, still good stuff. I still feel them. I still find them rather com- complex, yeah. you know? And they're very compelling. Um, we'll get, right. we'll, I'll talk about how angry the um, original anime adaptation of the Supers arc the Dead Moon Circus arc makes me, because it's because t- it's so good in the manga and the anime is so bad. 
<laughs> but we'll get there when we get there. Um, you know, thing what we didn't go over. Hmm. Yeah, we we haven't actually described what Sailor Moon is in the overall. What is? Oh, it? good point. So if I if I could take a second to explain to anyone listening, if you don't happen to know what uh, Sailor Moon is, um. Well, sorry, you have no idea what was happening for the last few minutes. Also, <laughs> but, like, how did you find this podcast? <laughs> but let's pretend. Let's pretend somebody is like, Sailor Moon? Is is there a sailor on the moon? No. Um, because Saban didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, Sailor Moon is a, an anime, a Japanese cartoon, as well as a manga, Japanese comic book uh that's where it began anyways that follows a team of female superheroes uh they start in the age of middle school they go all the way through high school and their bonds together and their friends who are outside the group as they fight against various evildoers who come to destroy the earth uh the core our, our core team are not only superheroes but they were princesses in the past life from different planets so each of them re represents another a different planet in our solar system uh with the accession of sailor moon who was the princess of you know the moon which obviously isn't a planet well pluto was a planet at the time too so pluto counts we're gonna um, get i feel like we're gonna have to talk about like what constitutes how you become a sailor senshi or sailor scout or however whatever terminology you want to use we're gonna talk about that later we'll get into, we'll get that, into that but just that'll, as that'll a... come much later because that's not really discussed yeah in the comics or in the anime until like the last arc right right but uh as a summary they're superheroes they're planet themed they have cute outfits they're known for their transformation sequences and super long legs, but, um... <laughs> Ridiculously long and legs. It's, and it's it's one of those series that kicked off the, the whole power of friendship, love conquers all tropes that you see in anime a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's adorable. It's, it's lovely. So, um, I mean, I think... It's lovely. Does that cover... Yeah! I mean, does that... Bare bones, bare bones, that's kind of what it boils down to, right? Yeah, basically. I don't think... I mean, that's pretty much it. It's like they were princesses in a past life, they're warriors in a past life, they're reborn in modern Earth or 1990s Tokyo. <laughs> and um, mm -hmm. they save the world. And they're fashionable yep. while, they, while they do it. <laughs> they are. They're adorable. Um, So... With that overview, we can kind of go into, like, how was it developed? How did it come to be? Like, why was this created? Yes. And Which we have to begin with Naoko Takeuchi. Naoko Takeuchi, who was, I think, in her mid-twenties when this was developed. And um, so she's a Japanese woman, obviously. she's She had always been interested in drawing. She wanted to become a mangaka or a manga artist in Japan. Her parents were like, that's nice, honey, but we need you to have a real degree first. <laughs> so she became a pharmacist. 
She became uh, literally a licensed pharmacist. Um, and then was just like, okay, now I have a degree, so I'm going to do the thing that I want to do. And so she started drawing manga and was one of the manga artists for a magazine called Makayoshi, which was like one of the premier girls' magazines. And she had done um, a few manga, usually short ones. Her longer one before Sailor Moon came out was uh, The Cherry Project, which is an ice skating manga, which I found many, many years ago <laughs> as scanned in a scanned form on the internet, but we're not here talking about The Cherry Project. But the reason Sailor Moon came to be is because um, an anime time slot opened up. Like, literally, a time slot opened up and Nakayoshi was approached for, like, hey, do you have anything that could take up this spot? And it was, like, a prime spot. It was, like, Saturdays at 7 p.m. And her editor, Osapi, well, not Osapi, um, Fumio Usabu, who's called Osapi, by her and the fans, basically, um, was like, oh, hey, she's working on this thing called Sailor V, but it could be expanded into a team, and basically <laughs> guided her into being like, what if Sailor V wasn't by herself? What if she had a whole team of friends that did stuff? And that's how Sailor Moon was born, because her editor was like, hey, uh, the, the television people want to have a show, and I think you could do this. You have this really great concept with Sailor V. And so Sailor Moon wasn't the origin. It was Sailor V who um, becomes Sailor Venus within the show and the comic. I always thought that was kind of interesting because I wonder why she didn't make Sailor Venus the, the leader mm -hmm. and expand on the group from there. But instead, um, made, she became a supporting character in somebody else's story. Yeah, I don't. No, and I don't think she knows, because it was a very... Because basically between 1991 and 1997, it was just like, we need to do this ASAP! <laughs> so it was yeah. very stressful, and this is the 90s, so like they didn't have any like the digital art. All of this stuff was done by hand, like pasting things, mm -hmm. applying toners, cutting stuff out, like... This was a very, like, I mean, making, making comics now is very work, is still very work intensive, but like, can you imagine having to do this all completely by hand? And one woman. It wasn't just, I mean, she had a team. But still. But like, I she mean, had to write this, she had to like, you know, storyboard this, you know, she had to, yeah. like, the bulk of it was done by her. And so it was basically yeah, but that's just her <laughs> kind of. Doing the art direction and everything. Oh, like yeah. That. It's crazy. And so she created Sailor V. And Sailor V and Sailor Moon were kind of published simultaneously. So Sailor the Sailor V comic is a prequel. But were, they were published basically side by side. So Sailor Moon premiered in Nakayoshi in December of 1991. And the anime premiered in March of 1992. So... Maybe that's why she wound up being um, not the main character, because the two manga were happening at the same right. time. Right, well, because Sailor V was, was the concept, um, and I think she had always planned that V would stand for Venus, but then it was just like, well, yeah. we don't live on Venus, we live on Earth. You right. know, and it's just like, Sailor planet. Earth doesn't have the same cadence as Sailor Moon, I guess. And, it, and you also have to t keep in mind that every culture has a moon myth. And so you have, so in Japan, obviously you have 
a moon god and you have the rabbit on the moon and in Chinese mythology there's Chang'e who lives on the moon so there's a lot of moon stuff like we all like every single human culture existing that's gone into the past like we all idolize and romanticize the moon and so I think that's why it shifted to that because Sailor V has the little moon crescent on her head she has crescent beam her cat has a crescent shaped thing on his head you know so it's just like everything is leaning towards moon and so it's like the moon protects the earth yeah and so i think that's why it developed that way yeah and the the moon is it's the closest to earth and it's so mysterious and beautiful Mm -hmm. and and if you were to have a sailor earth i think that would raise more questions because if it's on the moon you you can make up everything culture castle history mm-hmm. all that can be made up earth you've you've kind of got something already going on there <laughs> yeah it's easy to be like oh they're like these mystical beings that live on the moon and it's just like yeah okay that tracks <laughs> and so yeah sailor moon is <laughs> not plotted out like this is how everything is gonna go it was really a lot of it was just i mean it was very well plotted like all of the bad guys have crystal themed names they have like there's a lot of chemistry really um chemistry backgrounds for bad guy names like there's carol and ocarol which if you're not familiar with chemistry is just like this is like the normal shape of a molecule uh and then Acryl mm-hmm. is, like, the reverse version of it. So it's just, like, you know, so she takes, like, her knowledge of geology and chemistry and she puts it into um, the manga and she integrates both Eastern and Western mythology within it. Because the moon princess's name is Serenity. Like, Selene, the moon goddess in Greek mythology, and her prince is Endymion, mm-hmm. the guy that Selene... Uh, falls, falls in, in love, love with and then later has Zeus like Zeus put into an internal sleep and you kind of sexually assault anyway that's a different story but like a lot <laughs> of Greek mythology is rapey <laughs> it is Greek mythology it's Greek guys. mythology um, um, it's Greek mythology it, does, it doesn't happen uh, like that in Sailor Moon <laughs> no no it's nope all consent yeah, here guys all about, well wait yeah. Until you get to Diamond, but we're not going to get to that. Not yet. (laughs) But yeah, so like the manga and the anime were made simultaneously. And so they were developed simultaneously. And I think that's why like character development in the anime is often so different from the manga. Because there wasn't like a year or two years of manga to sort of adapt these characters from. You kind of had to make them up as you go along. So it's just kind of like, well, this is sort of like the idea of what she has for these characters. Um, And I know that for Sailor Mars, which we'll talk about Sailor Mars, but her character in the anime is very different from who she is in the manga. And that was because the animators were sort of taking that personality from not only the voice actress, but also from like how fashionable rich women in that area of Tokyo where they were doing all of this work behaved. So they just kind of were like, we're just right. going to mesh this together. And obviously they didn't know <laughs> that 
a lot of those characteristics right. would apply to Salem but, Venus in the future. Yeah, but we we can get into that more when we start covering the the manga. Right. Um, but the manga overall, um, it it only had a slight head start before the anime when the anime aired, and it was uh, it was running alongside a uh, Sailor V, which is often viewed as the uh, precursor to Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was such an instant hit. Like, both the manga and the anime were such an instant hit that by 1993, the Sailor Moon musical was developed. Mm-hmm. The very first Sailor Moon musical, which is based off the first, the Dark Kingdom arc. 1993. So 1990, like, late 1990, 1991, they're creating this thing. And then... 1992 it's not only published all over japan it's it's an anime in a prime time slot and you have a musical right after that's huge it's kind of a big it's it's crazy how quickly that oh, happened it was it enormous was, um... and then it was i think it came to america in 1994 1995 um i'm not yeah. sure about other i'm not sure when it came to brazil or italy or germany or that sort of thing i don't know um, we got, uh, other countries, I know other countries, um, I know some other countries like France mm-hmm. got it before we did. Oh, okay. Be- yeah, because if you watch the, um, the Saban, uh, the, the cursed Saban thing, mm-hmm. there's, uh, they're trying to, they're gr- trying to get America to pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. To start this series. And, um, I'm thinking... But it wasn't, it wasn't Saban who distributed Sailor Moon. It was Deke. No. No. Oh, yes. The Deke. Yeah, it was Deke. It was Deke Entertainment. Hang on. Wait. Let me tell my story. It might might be wrong. From what I call, what I can recall, because originally, um, it's called Saban Moon because they pitched it to them. And uh, they they made that sample animation, which is the same studio that did He-Man. And part of the pitch, and I, I have trouble finding the rest of the video these days, but part of the pitch was uh, it's popular in other countries. And I might be combining two videos that I saw in my brain. I'm going to have to look it up. But part of the pitch for Sailor Moon was it's popular in France and these other countries. And it could be popular in America, too. I mean, probably when they were like, let's move this to America, because obviously other anime had appeared in America. You had Speed Racer, Astro Boy. Right. You know. Um, but, so it was probably just like, hey, here's this cool thing for girls. Um, it's popular in other countries. It could be popular here, too. So let's just dub it yeah. and air it. Um, yeah, well, ori- originally, that that's kind of what happened. Originally, they were going to make an American version of Sailor Moon and do a whole new animation with live-action segments, and it was going to be a train wreck. Oh, yeah. But, uh, that, I think it was, but I'm glad. I think it was I, recognized I, early on as a train wreck. Yeah, well, when it changed hands. Mm-hmm. When it changed hands, is uh, it's just, I mean, it's cheaper to just dub it, guys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Does it? Why hire, why hire animators and, uh, you know, writers and directors and when we can just take what's there and 
make it English. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, is it's still a lot of work, but not nearly as much work no. as creating a grand, brand new uh, show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so fortunately, we got the dubbed... We got a dubbed anime and not a not a reanimated series. A dubbed and heavily um, edited anime. We never got the musicals. We never got the musicals. I mean, the musicals were a very Japan thing. And this is the thing about Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon is very Japanese. There's lots of Western influences, yes. but Sailor Moon at its core, super Japanese. So Sailor Moon ran 1992 to 1997, the manga and the anime. That was when it aired five years. That's it. The musicals ran um, from 1993 to 2000 and to 2002, I believe. 2004, maybe. Um, and there were four different women who played Sailor Moon. Um, the longest is Anza Oyama, um, who is the lead singer of a heavy metal group. Uh, she's great. I love her. She doesn't look a day older. Um, but it's... They're fantastic. They're very... <laughs> they're a little low budget, but they're beautiful. And so, like, they'd have new casts, and they do... They wouldn't just do, like, the arcs that are in the manga and the anime. They would come up with new things. Like, there's a whole, like, series of, like, Sailor Moon and Dracula musicals. Which... I think that's perfect. hilarious, and I love it. And then the musicals ran into the early 2000s. And then after that, a live-action Sailor Moon TV show was created. And so it fell into... So Sailor Moon was inspired by, like, Super Sentai, so Power Rangers, and Tokusatsu, like, Kamen Rider, like, that sort of, like, here's this team, they transform, they fight a bad guy, you know, that kind of Monster of the Week sort of thing. That's why... That's part of why everyone's color-coded. And so that... The fact that there's live action that's kind of, that really takes from that inspiration, that becomes that inspiration is really cool to me. And so that... Seems like a natural transition. Yeah, and so it aired Saturday mornings. It was very much a kid's show. Um, It got dark at the end, but the live action ran from 2003 to 2004. Um, One of the actresses, the actress who played Sailor Mars is like a huge Japanese actress and model, like super famous now. Um, I love the live action. A lot of people had issues with the live action when it came out, which I understand, but like people really hated the live action until Sailor Moon Crystal came out. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people just dislike any new version of their property. They, they fall in love with what there was before. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I guess like, like I said at the beginning, when I, when I revisit a series, it's like revisiting an old friend. And when it gets messed up, it's it's like what have you done to my friend, but um, I I can appreciate when new adaptations are made uh, that draw in new people to the series, you know, um, and the live action was long enough after Sailor Moon that there's some people who that would have been their first exposure mm-hmm. in Japan. We didn't get it here. Yeah, obviously. Sadness. It- if the anime was very Japanese, the live action was the most Japanese. <laughs> the most Japanese. Like, you can't, there's, like, you can't, you can't divorce that because you can't, like, edit out 
literally Japanese people. You know, you can't say, like, yeah. well, they're not really, they're just white people. And it's like, no, like, these are clearly Asian people. <laughs> these are clearly yeah, Asian yeah. people in the background. <laughs> you know, you can't divorce it from that. And, like, there's lots of cultural things that lend right. to it. But... And, and by that, I mean, I know a lot of people, when they think Japanese, they click to traditional ancient Japan. And that's not what you mean. You mean um, modern, culturally yes. Japan. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know why people, like, click, like, oh, samurais and ninjas and, like, the shogunate. And it's just, like, <laughs> that's what you go to? Geishas. Like, you either go to that or oh, you go cause... to World War Two, And it's just, like, y'all. Ooh. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People click to stereotypes, that's why. They do. They, they, the, most, the most vivid, the most potent example is what they're going to gravitate towards. Um, unless they have a deeper interest and, and actually educate themselves more. But, yeah, she the series very much reflects Japan in the time that it was created and the culture mm-hmm. of that time. Um, there's no Sailor Moon geisha or anything like that. No. I do want to say that Sailor Moon was kind of consistently out there from 1992 to 2004. So for wow. so for 12 years, there was always something Sailor Moon happening. And then nothing. Absolutely nothing. There was no new shows. There was no new musicals. There was no, um, no continuation of the live action. There was no new merch. There was nothing. And then the fire needs <laughs> Well, no, this was a good thing, because in 2012, it was the 20-year anniversary of Sailor Moon, so it was a big deal, so they had a huge event, and that was when they announced that there was going to be a new anime called Sailor Moon Crystal that was going to more closely follow the manga, because obviously at this point, the whole thing was out, so they're like, we're gonna do, like, we're gonna do, like, a really accurate representation of the manga, and fans were thrilled, because there were definitely aspects of the manga that they wished were in the anime that obviously couldn't be. And they were like, also, we're announcing a brand new set of musicals. And everyone lost their damn minds. They were like, a new anime in 2013. <laughs> we got a new musical in 2013. The musicals are going to be like a all female cast. Everyone lost their shit. <laughs> everyone was just I'm like, this is the best excited. thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Um, <laughs> I was like, I think I might have cried a little bit. And also, they announced that the. Oh, you did. Yeah, and they announced that the original voice actress for Sailor Moon was coming back to voice her again. Um, obviously, the Japanese mm-hmm. voice actress was coming back to voice her again in Sailor Moon Crystal, and everyone lost their minds. And I was so happy because this meant more merch. I am an adult. I can buy this merch. And then Toei and Bandai teamed up to make my life a living hell. <laughs> Yeah. Um, mus- so much was Japanese. So much was Japan exclusive. They did, they did not want us to have Sailor Moon. They really didn't. Like, people, like, Sailor Moon fans across the world were just like, yes! Like, whole swaths of LGBTQ people were just like, finally! And then they were like, actually, we're just going to keep it in Japan. And we're just like, why would you, why? <laughs> The musical was fantastic. Right. Um, the first musical is called uh, Sailor Moon La Reconquista, and that was great. Um, absolutely mm-hmm. fabulous. But the anime was announced to come out in 2013, and they delayed it by a year. And we were all a little disappointed because, you know, like, oh, we want to see it. But it's just like, okay, take your time, make it good. They did not make it good. We will talk about Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> it broke our hearts. 
Just a quick note. Uh, little Kenny did give Sailor Moon Crystal a try, too. He came out of the bedroom very upset. He came over. He's like, Auntie, why is it so ugly? It's so ugly. They had promised us that it would be beautiful, and it was hideous. They made the transformations oh, the ugly. Pretty. Yeah. It was bad. They, oh, man. It was bad. We'll talk about Sailor Moon Crystal. Again, we'll get to that we'll later. We'll get to it. Um... Before we totally wrap up, it occurs to me that uh, people cannot see us. They do not know our history. Mm-hmm. And we can either toss this in or maybe cut it and put it earlier on after introductions. But I'm thinking maybe we should mention kind of our demographics so they know who we are, where this is, is coming from. Because I, I think that, I think on some level that influences uh, the way we view things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm 32 years old. I am uh, half white, half Mexican, uh, third generation Mexican. So, I'm just, I'm very American. We're both American. Yep. And um, I am bisexual, uh, divorcee. Um, I'm just all kinds of awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am a second generation Indian American immigrant, um, who's straight. <laughs> so, like, she's tragically, we would so be married if she was not I know, I'm, saying. I, I often refer to myself as the tragic straight of my friend group. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> not often, like, it doesn't come up that often. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, but when discussions of sexuality come around, it's just like, each is just tragically straight. And it's like, it's true. Um, I give off apparently lesbian vibes. I'm not sure how. I think I was, I was told once it's because um, I give off the attitude of, I don't care about men. So. <laughs> You're basically Ray from the moon. I'm basically like, <laughs> it's just like, that's the aspect of Sailor Mars that I have was I don't have time for men. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and I think, yeah, it definitely shapes things. Sailor Moon is very important. I know, I'm not, again, I'm not sure about international, uh, European or South American fans, uh, but I know that within the U.S., a lot of people who are big time Sailor Moon fans are generally within the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. And, uh, if anybody's wondering why I said bisexual instead of pansexual, uh, it's, it's not because of, uh, I think there's a binary. It's because I was born in the late 80s and it's a hard habit to shake because I identified as, as bi very, very early on. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. I mean, look, I, it's, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're not going to talk we're about it. We're not going to talk Su- about it. Suffice Suffice to say, I like all the things. <laughs> <laughs> and that, we'll just leave, we'll it, just at leave that. it at that. And we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about how gay Sailor Moon can be, even when it's not trying to Sailor- be. Yes. Yes. It's great. I love it. <laughs> we love it. A lot of people do, too. Yeah. So here's our goals um, for this podcast, which, uh, primary goal talk about Sailor Moon. Um, But really to, instead of going episode by episode or like chapter by chapter or whatever, we're just going to like take things arc by arc 
And there'll be multiple episodes on every arc because you can't get everything in one episode unless you want to sit down for four hours, which I don't. Right. <laughs> and we'll break it down. We'll summarize. We'll be like, here's the main themes. Let's go. Yeah, so it's going to be arc by arc and also the way those arcs were interpreted in the different iterations of Sailor Moon. So uh, kind of kind of a compare and contrast, but um, yeah, just kind of viewing them in their own way and uh, all that fun stuff. I think definitely compare and <laughs> contrast with the manga and the anime because they were developed hand right. in hand. The musicals obviously were obviously not just inspired they do their own thing so like we're not going to compare them because a stage drama is a completely different beast um whereas Mm -hmm. the manga and the anime were developed hand in hand uh and then talk about the manga and anime and then we'll talk about some of the musicals the original musicals um and then the live action and then crystal and the new musicals right so we're going in an order folks we're going in chronological order and it's going to be so much it's fun. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, so <laughs> please like us wherever you find us. Positively review us wherever you find us. We'll try to upload twice a month. And what can they expect in the next episode? At the new moon and the full moon. <laughs> they probably... <laughs> Probably not, but, um... (laughs) Probably not. Next episode, we're going to be delving into the most iconic arc of Sailor Moon, the Dark Kingdom arc. We're going to be starting with the manga. Alright, so, in the meantime, stay frosty. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna, I'm gonna cut that out. That's no good. So, in the meantime, remember... Be good, love each other, or skinny go up there. Oh, yeah.